I don't know if anybody can can fathom some of those guys not in in Cub uniforms. I don't know uh, if anybody can really see Anthony Rizzo not in the the pinstripes at Wrigley Field. I I, I just I don't know. But the the as a player, I think you have to really enjoy your teammates. You have to enjoy what it means to play with them. The advice and and some of the small things, some of the day to day things that that those guys bring to the table. And then I think depending on the season, depending on where we're at towards the end of the year, that's when some of those things will really start to, to get real. And hopefully I'll be on this program. We'll be talking about it in September, and we'll have more discussions then. Ian Happ on with Dan and Layla on the score today, talking about Anthony Rizzo, who did not get a contract extension done with the Cubs prior to a you know a deadline he he basically set of opening day and the two sides are not close enough to getting something done which I think is a it's disappointing and you're you're hoping that they can get something done because honestly they should they should right now uh, take care of the face of their franchise, one of the best players they have had in the history of their franchise. And Rizzo, one of the the big four, you know, that core four we always talk about, of Rizzo and Bryant and Baez and Contreras, the first three, all of them, their contracts are up after this year. They can all become free agents in 2022. And then for Contreras, it's the following offseason that he is available to become a free agent and I just cannot envision a situation in which all of them are gone um, or even most of them or or, or half of them I, I would I would think the Cubs are looking to maintain some kind of competitiveness here over the next few years they are not going to do a full rebuild first of all it's extremely difficult to do a full teardown and rebuild anymore. You know why? Because everybody wants to do that. Every team wants to do a rebuild if they if they are in that position or close to it. And sometimes you just don't have the assets to do it. Well, there are a lot of teams in baseball, certainly, that would like to take on Anthony Rizzo and Bryant and Baez and, and Contreras but the likelihood of moving on from all of them, unless you just let them walk after the end of their contracts, um, it's it just it's low. It, it's difficult to do that. And I don't, I don't, I don't think you want to let all of those players just go so that you can start a rebuild. It's not going to help your rebuilding process all that much. Look, even if you're not going to be a very good team, and I don't think the Cubs believe they're not going to be any good over the next couple of years. And if you if you look at the projections, Pakoda project, projections, the Fangraphs projections, uh, the Cubs have a, a decent chance, according to them, and those are just projections. They don't, they don't mean everything. But the Cubs are probably going to hang around a little bit in, in both of those situations. Now, the Fangraphs numbers for them, the projections of a 78-win team, Eh, you know, that's not very good. But Pakoda has them a little bit higher. Pakoda has projected them for about an 85-win season, which would put them right behind... It's not the St. Louis Cardinals. 
that puts them behind the Brewers. That's according to Pakoda. Milwaukee is projected for an 88-win season with the Cubs right behind at 85. Then it's the Reds at 78, nearly 79, and the Cardinals at 78. Again, those are just projections. It's just what their their models are suggesting, and th- there's a lot of disagreement with that because I, I think people are just assuming the Cardinals are going to win the division. I don't think it's going to be that easy for them. I still think they're going to have some pitching issues in St. Louis. Um, they, they, hopefully for them, I, I think they're at least hoping that they can score some runs, but they're going to have some pitching issues with uh, you know, some of the injuries they have dealt with and a lot of uncertainty they've got. There is an opening for the Cubs to find themselves in the playoffs at the end of this season. Granted, it's going to be tougher than it was last year because last year you had the extra baseball teams. This year we're back to 10. So two wild cards in each league and that's it. So so the job is more difficult, but there is still an opening for the Cubs to find their way in the playoffs, even if they're going to have a difficult time finding starting pitching throughout the year other than Kyle Hendricks and you know, hoping things go well after that fact. But the Cubs are not going to completely tear all of this down. One, it's it's tough to do. It's nearly impossible to do. And two, I don't think they want to go through another long rebuilding process, which means you want to still have Anthony Rizzo's around and Chris Bryant's around and Javier Baez's around. You still want that because it, it does help and it's it's intangible. It's it's difficult to quantify. But it does help younger players to come into a situation with some veteran presence. And and if you're going to go through a rebuild or a retool or wherever you, whatever you want to call it, don't you still want to have players like Rizzo around? And why, as a fan, would you care how much money he makes? Who cares if he gets 100 mil from the Cubs or 110 or whatever it is? I, I don't know what he's asking for. But I don't think 90 is unreasonable for him, especially considering he pretty much gave the Cubs a discount for the amount of time he spent here. It and always boggles like, my mind when fans complain about how much money a pro player is making. It's the like, silliest thing It's not, it's thing not in the your world. money. Who cares? It's the silliest thing in the world. Um, I don't care if the team I root for wins the World Series with a $65 million payroll or a $265 million payroll. Right? It's not your money. It's their matter. money. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> it does, it and, has and it no effect on your life. It goes back to what I said earlier. Your ticket prices are going to be exactly the same regardless of how much money the players on the team make. And in this city, the ticket prices are just going to go up every year. They're just going to go up. Every year. Every single year, it doesn't matter what payroll is. You know why? Because you're buying those tickets still. It's ticket sales and ticket prices are about supply and demand. If there is demand for the ticket, the payroll is irrelevant, totally irrelevant. It's just going to continue to cost more. And that goes for every team in sports. And in a city like Chicago, you're right. At minimum, ticket prices year to year will stay the same. They're almost never going to go down just because you save money by not bringing back Chris Bryant or Anthony Rizzo. It, just, it does not work that way, it never has worked that way, and it never will work that way. 
The only way those ticket prices come down is when you say, I, I ain't going anymore. That's when that happens. And Cubs fans are, are not going to say, I'm not going anymore. The, the experience is too much fun. And, you know, I, I guess there could be times. Hell, there were times leading up to the World Series years when, or World Series year, when a lot of the tickets that were sold were not getting used, but those tickets were still getting sold. And that's that's the point. The teams are going to make their money. And whether or not they bring back Anthony Rizzo on a $100 million contract or 50, it's all the same to you. So I'm of the mindset, they got to pay the guy. He's important to the team. And even if they have losing years for the next few years, he's still important to the team. But I still don't think it's going to be that bad. I don't think it would take much of anything for the Cubs to truly get themselves back into a competitive position as long as they have that core four of players still around. This division is not great. Even with the Cardinals adding uh, Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado in the last three years, both of those guys, this division is still winnable for every team unless you're the Pirates, and then your life just sucks. Lawrence Holmes has been on every show on the station for some reason. I don't know if he's running a marathon or what, but he's going he's gonna to be on this show too. So that'll make it a clean sweep of the entire score slate for March 30th, 2021. Lawrence joins us next. I'm Chris Ranji on the score. Lawrence Holmes has been around the world today on every single show on the station except for maybe Grobber's show, which now he's going to have to uh, you have to pull that one off too, buddy. I'm Chris Ranji on the score until 10. Hello. Good to have you along with me. Hey. What's happening, Lawrence? Hello. How, How you are doing, you? Man? Why, are, why have you been on I'm every show? Great. Well, I just feel I felt like it would be kind of fun to do. Mully and Haw asked me to come on to talk about DePaul. And then it, it hit me. I was like, okay, well, now I've been on the morning show and I'm going to interact with Dan and Layla because of our crosstalk seg- segment. And then I'm going to interact with Parkins and Spiegel because of our crosstalk segment. So I'm like, if I hit the nighttime show, I've done the cycle. So you're, you're Will Ferrell at spring training. Basically, yes. And and I figured, I heard that that Groats like you were kind of summoned into working today because Groats needed the day off. And I, I was like, know. I'm sure he doesn't have anything to do, so I'll just hang out with Raji for a segment. Yeah, I, I guess. Uh, I see. I only get to work when everybody else can't. So here we are. Here we are, Bubba. Are are you having fun though? Or yeah, well, of course. I mean, I I'm having the most fun. I've always had the most fun on this station. You know that. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that everything was cool, that you were having a good time. Everything's going well. And you're helping well. me hit for the cycle, so that's good. Yeah, well, I just wanted to help you out. I'm here to help you. Anything I can do for you, I Lawrence. I appreciate it. You, you, you know I can. Uh, you know I'm going to go ahead and do that. Uh, so Lawrence Holmes is, is joining us on the station. And, uh, you know, we've been spending most of the show. We talked a little bit about the Bulls, but... 
most of the show about Anthony Rizzo and the Cubs not meeting what his 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 needs are. And we don't have an exact number of what that is, but it clearly appears to be more than $70 million over the course of five years. And I, I am of the mindset, Lawrence, that that's the kind of dude you take care of. And I don't know if he wants 100 mil or 90 or whatever it is, but if it's like 20 or 30 million dollars more than they are willing to offer for me, you pay that dude because of what he's meant to the organization. And and this goes beyond the the idea that you don't pay for past performance. I think that's true almost 100% of the time, but it's almost 100% of the time. I think there are times when guys are still, you know, in their early 30s and still productive, that you take care of them, especially when you've had them for a bargain all these years. I'd love to know what, what Rizzo is looking for. Like, Me too. Th- that, I, would, I need to know that before I can pass judgment on the Cubs. Because if he's like buck fifty. I then can't that's be, more than Goldschmidt and I don't yeah, I don't know about that. You know what I mean? Like if if, yeah. if it's if it's a big number, I, it, it would be hard for me to side with him. And I'm I'm almost always pro player. Me too. In in something like this, but I'd like to know, like what the what type of dollars are we talking about, Riz? Like just tell us, just let us know. Hey, we it's been leaked that that seventy million over five is what they're talking about. What are you talking about? Like, well, what's a what floats your boat or finds your lost remote? I, I'd like to know that. And I don't. You have to find somebody float that out there for you, and the person who would do it would be the agent. Uh, and I would. Well, I he's think not. That's, gonna, they're not going to float their number out there. I, I well, would be shocked if we ever found out what what it is that they're looking for. Well, because it isn't and, gonna, and it's exactly because of what I was just saying. Like, if we find out that he's like one hundred twenty five million dollars. Then you kind of go, ooh, I can't cover that fifty if I'm the Cubs. Well, you know what makes million. me think it's not 125 or more is that if it is, the Cubs would have put that out there. So that's that, a good point. So that people know that he's he's making an outrageous ask. So then people and, could go, these greedy ball players. Exactly, dude. And and it you isn't know like just they did the with Cubs. Chris Bryant. Yeah. Well, like they do with every player, like they're doing with Francisco Lindor now. It's Oh, because the owner decided that he was going to get into the Twitter business? The guy who's the richest yeah. owner in baseball? Yeah, to to say, uh, you know, uh, we hope he signs. I like him, and he's a lot of fun, and he's a good <laughs> player. I hope he takes that offer. What are you doing, dude? And for people yeah. who don't know what we're talking about, that's what Steve Cohen, the owner of the Mets, did. He literally tweeted today that he hopes Francisco Lindor signs on the offer they gave him. And it's it's basically putting it on him publicly. To me, unless, and, and here's the exact tweet, Lindor is a heck of a player and a great guy. I hope he decides to sign. Here's There are a million things that I hate with that. And, and one of them is that, well, the, the most important one is that he has put all of the pressure on the player and made it sound like it is all about the player whether or not he ends up signing it it's it's a very unfair position to put that dude in because you know all of Mets kingdom for the most of the part uh all of Mets kingdom 
is going to blame Francisco Lindor if a long-term contract does not get done, and that's exactly what Steve Cohen is doing here by painting it that way. What's the number? That's the is it three twenty-five? Is that three twenty-five? Yeah, it was. It was ten years. Three twenty-five was the reported offer to him, and. I, I believe he was wanting something closer to 365 or 385 over 12 years, which actually isn't unreasonable if you look at like Fernando Tatis's contract. It just it 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 isn't unreasonable. For, if you think that player is going to be that good for that long, then get it done. Okay, let me ask you something, Ranger, because you're Mister Baseball. If you were one of these guys right now. Yeah. And a deal like like if the deal that's in front of Lindor was available to you, would you sign it? And here's why I asked that question, because if we turn the clock back a couple of years, I wonder if Chris Bryant regrets not signing it because of all of the unforeseen. Right. right? Because then you look up and, you know, baseball contracts are completely guaranteed so you're going to get that money come hell or high water i wonder if there's any regret from those guys that i don't even want to say are we're close to signing but we're giving given offers that i think are going to be difficult for them to get in in today's market and and with lean door i go ooh, i mean it's it's close to your to your worth you know it's close enough to your worth and I, I, I know that, that there's been a, a little bit of a question about it, but that 325, man, that, that, that sounds pretty good. If it's me, I'm taking it because that's me, and I don't have the intestinal fortitude to hold <laughs> out for better because I don't, I, don't, I don't have that ability to count on my – I can't bet on myself. If I'm already guaranteed 325, I don't have it in me to bet on myself to get a little bit more. But I'm sure there's pressure from his own agency, the players union, that when you're a young player like he is, you continually want to set the bar higher and higher for the next guy. So I think a lot of that plays in, but hell no, if it's me, I'm taking the money and running. But that's me. I'm not Francisco Lindor, and I don't wouldn't, blame wouldn't him if also he's doing be, it. I would also be tempted because we we could be going into a freeze, too, that we could go into a work stoppage. And it, it, I don't feel like it's it's going to be in uh, forever, but still, like I would I would be so tempted to sign that deal because of what like Javier Baez is is because I think that Javier Baez when he's right is in that like category of player mm-hmm. and I don't know if Javi's gonna get that type of dough in, in free agency and I wonder if he has regrets about because remember he was close last spring like that there was talk that that he and the Cubs were going to get close they were close on a deal last spring and I wonder if he's like damn I should have I should have signed that deal. I'd have that money in the bank. Well, at least some of it in the bank. And I know that it's coming in instead of these risks that that I ended up taking last year because I was playing during the COVID outbreak and and all this stuff. I don't know. I I when it gets to when it gets to dumb money, like that's dumb money that we're talking about. 
Oh, 300 plus? Is it plus? better to just it, sign it? Yeah. Uh, again, it, it's a, in, in a vacuum, yeah, it's probably better just to take it because effectively in your life, what is the difference between 325 and 380? 60 million dollars. Yeah, I know. But but how's the quality of your life going to change? It's probably not. But these decisions aren't made in a vacuum. They're made with the things I talked about a moment ago in mind that you're it, it's it's partly as being a, a member of a union, your duty as a young great player to advance the salaries for the next guy behind you. And the other part is there are people who make billions off of you. Like you make millions, tens of millions, maybe hundreds of millions if you're lucky. But there there are these group of people who own these teams who make literal billions of dollars off you. And there's a lot of money in baseball. And so there's also this desire, and, and maybe it's it's more than desire, maybe it's need to take as much of that pie as they can possibly get. Because they're they're there's a lot of money in that pie and players are not making the percentage of that pie that they probably should be like they do in some of the other leagues, like, like in the NBA Um, major league baseball players don't make as much of that pie as the other professional major sports are making. And so I think that that plays into each individual's decision. But if it's like, Hey, you can play here for the next decade, and you're going to get 320. Um, if if I'm only having to think about me and nothing else, then yeah, I'll take it and play. What the hell? I don't care. But I think there are other things they have to consider. Are you a pie guy or a cake guy? Blueberry. Give me blueberry a blueberry pie. pie. I love blueberry pie. You know what I hate? I hate apple pie. Really? Yeah, Communist. I'm the only. I know. I'm the only American. Wrong, 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 wrong. Apple pie just doesn't. There's something about cooked apples that's gross to me. (laughs) So wait, if I gave you an apple pie that had been in the refrigerator, would that be better? But they're mushy. Like, I don't like applesauce. And an apple pie to me is just like it's not it's unfinished applesauce like the filling is like they started to mash it and then they just quit i never you know? knew this about you <laughs> yeah i hate it i i try it i, I i've been trying over the years like it so, bums so... me it bums me out lawrence like when you go to the I, I used to love when i was a kid those hostess pies oh they're so good they're good the blueberry cherry whatever it bums me out. Oh my god! Okay, that's what pisses me off because the only one that's ever available anymore is the stupid apple one. Well, and they, I, they I never have the you, others. A couple of years ago, the hostess people sent like a box of like incredible stuff. Like I don't know what had happened, how we got on the subject of it, but they were like one of the one of the the, the VPs at Hostess is a huge listener to the score, and he was just like. Hey man, I know you like treats, and I got a box, and it was cupcakes and apple pies and all sorts of stuff. And I was like, I just want to dive into all of this and just have it. And but you, you always hated it because you couldn't find cherry, or did they even have blueberry? 
what, what? Yeah, they made it. I don't know if they still do, but they 100%. Huh. You, it, that's that's why I like blueberry pie because when I was a kid, Hostess had blueberry pies. It was one of their flavors, and it was my favorite. I just I love it so much, and I don't know if they're out there, but if that Hostess person is listening. Uh, you can send me a whole box of those to my house, and I would be very happy if they still make them. <laughs> I just think they're great. But you could take your apple pie, and you can throw it out the window. I don't want anything to do with it. Oh, that is unfortunate. It's so I know, man. Again. I know. That's what I keep. That's what people keep telling me, buddy. You got you got away with that in the Lou? They let you get away with that in St. Louis? I don't care. What are they going to do about it? That's true. They're not going. What are these people going to do thing. to me that haven't that they haven't already done? So is 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 that so? Blueberry pie is your zenith. Are there any other pies that you're down with? Or oh, oh dude, I'll, I'll take. I like pecan pie. I like uh, you know any kind of chocolate pie. That's great. Even the lemon, the uh, banana cream, Boston cream. Wait, wait, Boston cream's a donut, cream right? Pies. <laughs> <laughs> dude pies are great i love pies and somebody so should get major team, league baseball you, players a bigger percentage of the pie yes are you team pie over team cake i think so but it's not by much okay it's not by much get really upset about that yeah no i'll take it all as long as there's a a la mode as long as there's a scoop mm. of ice cream with it we're we're all set baby all right, so do you go straight vanilla, or do, do you mind? Do you like to experiment with your a la mode? I like to experiment with everything, Lawrence. Just about everything. All right. See, hey, we're buddy. finding something out about Chris Ranji today. Oh, you find out a lot more if you want to. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, 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 Lawrence. Yes. I appreciate you hanging out with me. Oh, is this the part where you tell me to get off the air now? Well, Adam yelled at me earlier because I took too long to go to break, and I feel he like if it. I don't, you broke do it, at seven o'clock. I mean, I had okay, I had to bad. reprimand you. Yeah, I'm very sorry about that, and I'm trying that's to bad. stay on the clock. I'm trying to stay on the clock now. I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I mean, you can mess around with the clock, except at the top. At the top, I, I know. At the top, you kind of need to be on time. Say so, yeah. Now we're it. we're fine here. Break okay. whenever you want here. You got you can you can go to forty five if you want. Just know you're only gonna have five minutes in the last segment. Yeah, okay. and I don't want to take away from your segment. I've already like completely put myself onto this show. Well, this is probably the best thing I've done tonight. So, and I'm forever grateful. I'm grateful that you you gave me an opportunity to hit for the cycle today. Well, now you got to be on Les's show. If I woke up in the middle of the night and called Les, would he put me on? Yeah, Les, but <laughs> dude, if. If Tim and Portage Park can be on the air for 20 minutes, I think he would put you on. What if I fired up the Comrex, told the producer, and then just started talking to it just I think that would be amazing. Do it. I'll set an alarm. Or give me a time. I'll be up. What time do you want to wake up? How, how great would that be if I just started, like, no matter what it was that he was doing, that yeah. I just started talking. And he Lawrence, had no idea where I was coming be like, from. Are you playing sound? Lawrence, tell me what you tell me what time you want to wake up and I'll call you. I'll call you. I'll, I'll get oh you up, buddy. God. Just Don't let me know. Don't you call me. Don't you I'll, call me. Just let me, me know. Let me know. Maybe I'll, I'll call get you. Up okay. Like super early and I'll get up at like four. 
Nah, I'll call you at one fifteen, one fifteen a.m., and you can talk to Les. You do that, and you're going to get my voicemail. I tell you that much right hey, now. Real quick, you should know that I'm gonna we're gonna take over your podcast this week. Really? Yeah. House of L. Yeah. Has that been so, approved? Yeah, by you. Oh, okay. Do you want to know good. who's going to be on with me or no? Yes, I do. I very much would like to know so I can get my premiums taken care of for whoever might sue us. Who's going to be on, on the pod? It will be uh, one Tony Gill oh, and God. one Melissa Rokitis. You got Just the like idiots it was, back together. The idiots Great. are back together. We're going to take over your podcast for a week. Okay, I'm down. I think people would love to hear it. If they haven't checked out House of L, they can wherever they get their podcast. I did a whole episode about me signing my extension to stay at the score. So if they want to go listen to me meander about why I decided to stay, they can go and check it out. And they should also check out the Sports Adjacent podcast that Russ Dorsey and Jason Leisure do. It's pretty magnificent. And thanks to everyone who has supported House of L. We love you. We love your support. Thank you so much for listening to our stupid little podcast. And Herb was going to be on too, but uh, he decided because he has a dog now, he doesn't have time. So he told us to go How screw. about that? How, I know. I kind of like domesticated Herb. Like, uh, Courtney has uh, done a number on him, and I mean that in the best way possible. Yeah. Somebody needed to reel that that jerk in. And Courtney seems to be doing it. So so good for him, good for her, and good for their new dog. Yeah, Lawrence, they have a little dog. Thanks for hanging out tonight, buddy. Dude, anytime. Anytime. Right. Any place, anywhere. Just don't call me at 115 this morning. 115 a.m. I'm going to call you at 115. That's Lawrence but, Holmes. You can you, Lawrence, what's on the show tomorrow? Uh, Steve Stone, right at noon tomorrow. Beautiful. That works, right? Stoney. That, that plays. I'm going to ask him about his cross country trek because he. I want to say he made the the trek from Arizona in 18 hours. Did he not stop? He does this every year. That, I'm going to ask him about his route. I didn't know he and, did that. Yeah, he. I, wow. I think that there is like a stay over maybe for a few hours in Branson. Because I think what? he likes Branson. What? I'll ask Branson? him tomorrow. I, okay. I'm pretty sure it's Branson, but he did the drive in 18 hours because he's a he crazy pro- person. He goes and hangs out at Silver Dollar City for a, for a night. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that Stoney likes Branson, <laughs> oh, but I'll ask him again to confirm tomorrow. All right. You can hear Lawrence tomorrow from noon to two and every day, every weekday on the score. Thanks for hanging out, Lawrence. Later, Ranger. That is Lawrence Holmes, and that is my guy. Man, I don't know if I could... Uh... And congratulations on the contract extension for Lawrence. going to be around for another... Uh, was it two years? Three years? What did he say? Whatever, he's got an extension. He's going to be on your airwaves for a while, and you can continue to listen from noon until 2. A lot of people have a lot of thoughts about the Anthony Rizzo situation. I do want to get into uh, some White Sox discussion as well. James Fegan is going to join us at the top of the hour as the Sox are getting ready for their opening day on Thursday as well. I'm Chris Ranji. This is The Score.
I didn't realize there were so many people that just loved apple pie. Um, actually, I guess I should have. I'm interested to find out why people like it so much. I just don't think it tastes good. I think because it's easy to make, so like everyone has has access to it and has had it. I'm with like I don't I'm not like you where I say I don't like apple pie. I enjoy it, but if we're ranking pies, that's going to be pretty far down on my list. Yeah, I, I we're talking about apple, right? I agree yes. with that. I mean, it's very far down on my list. It might be last. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's another pie that I've had in my life that I like less than apple. I, I just don't like. I don't like mushy apples. You know Sorry. that. It's not that I don't like it, but I mean, yeah, I might like that one the least. That that you know, because I I'm with you. I like blueberry pie. That's great. Or growing up, we always had fresh raspberries around because we had raspberry bushes like out in the yard. Mm-hmm. Raspberry pie is amazing. Or okay, blackberry well, pie. Blackberry's good. Here's another. Here's a text that that I think has made me. Um, well, it's it's made me think twice. From a three one two. What about peach pie? Are you just against cooked fruit in general or apples in particular? It's apples in particular, but I I like peaches less than I like apples, so maybe there is a pie that I like less than apple. I, I don't think I've ever had peach pie, but I don't think I'd like Peach pie is good. I guess we'll go ahead and try it. I mean, you've had uh, peach cobbler, right? It's basically the same thing. Yeah, but I don't even know what peach cobbler tastes like. What? I don't think I've, I don't think I've had it. What? I don't think I've had it. Oh my. I'm I'm sorry. You're man. missing out, man. You clearly didn't grow up with a Hardee's in your hometown when they back when they had like the fried chicken, they had some amazing peach cobbler. Um, no, I did grow up with a Hardee's. It's also known as Carl's Jr. We're oh, broadcasting live okay. from the six seventy the score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. And when you text us on the text line at 312-644-6767 that's brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at rosenhyundai.com. Um, and and it, as I expected, there are just a, a good amount of people that do not agree about this Anthony Rizzo thing and do not agree with my assessment that teams can afford to pay their players even if they're what you would consider to be outrageous contracts. And I don't think... uh, I'm with Lawrence on this, and I said this at the top of the show. I would like to know exactly what Anthony Rizzo's ask of the Cubs was. I can pretty much guarantee you that if it is an outlandish number of like 130 or more, you know, six years, seven years, 130, 140 million dollars. If that's what it was, we would know it. We would absolutely know it because in a situation like this, all you have to do is look at the Mets. The Mets couldn't wait to tell you what they offered Francisco Lindor and he said no to. They couldn't wait to tell you that it was 10 years at 325 and he thinks he's worth more, more years, more money. It's going to get out. They're going to tell you because they want you to side with them. And this is every team in the sport. They want you to take their side if they can't get a deal done with a player. But the reality is 
pretty much every team in baseball, even the poorest teams, and and poor is relative when it comes to Major League Baseball teams because they're all worth a freaking billion dollars. You know, I'm exaggerating a bit. Uh, some of them are. Cubs are worth close to $4 billion, according to Forbes. So, And they most, bought that team for, what, $190 million? So, yeah. Here, here's here's the, 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 the other bottom line to remember when it comes to sports ownership. It is not just the Cubs. This is every single team owner in major professional sports. Whatever they ended up buying the teams for, the moment they sell those teams, they will make money. They're going to make money. They're going to get a huge return on their investment. Huge return. Every single one. No owner loses money. Not in not in the big four. Not, not in baseball, basketball, football, hockey even. All those teams are going to make money as soon as they get sold. Every single one. So... Even if you, as an organization, add, and, and again, we don't really know what Rizzo wanted. Maybe he did want 130, which is probably too high at this point. But if it was around 100, you know, five or six years and for 100 mil, I, I think that's totally reasonable for him. He's already given you a discount for the last several years. And yeah, it's a contract he agreed to, but he was worth way more than he was paid for. I don't think there's anything unreasonable about it. And no, it does not prevent them from doing the things they need to do in the future to make the team better. I'm sorry, but it doesn't. And if it does, you know, like what? Prevent them from signing a reliever or two? Then wow, the financials must be in in worse shape than we thought. I mean, there's, there's no reason the Cubs could not hang on to him and find a way to continue to improve the team over the course of the next two, three, four years. There's no reason they can't do that. And he would be a valuable member of the team to have with some of the youth that's coming up and going to be a part of the team. I think they can do it. That is, if he's not asking for like 200 mil, but I don't think that he is. If he was, we would have heard about that. That would get out. That's not the kind of information you hang on to if if people are wondering why you haven't signed a fan favorite to a, a long-term extension. We would know. We would definitely know about that. Well, I hope something for his sake does get done because he's meant a lot to the organization, and I don't think that you... He's meant more to the organization than most of the players that have ever gone through. Almost all of them. There have probably only been a couple that have been worth more to the organization than he has. And you know what? All of this talk, it, it may not mean anything in the next few months. Maybe something does get done. And I, I guess deep down, my assumption is they will figure it out. James Fegan covers the White Sox, who began their season on Thursday 
And a lot to talk about, a lot happening for the White Sox in the last week or so of their camp, of their spring training as they get ready for the season. James Fegan of The Athletic will join us next to talk about it right here on The Score.